Hey, what's up, Real Madrid podcast listeners and all the fans of Madrid. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. If you haven't listened to yesterday's episode, you might want to do that first because it's a pretty good preview into this one. Talk about a couple of interesting things that we saw in the match against Valencia, which, of course, will play a huge importance in tomorrow's game against Barcelona. In any case, Hassan and I were just goofing around on Twitter, and we found a... Re- well, not we, sorry. He found it. I've seen it, though. A really interesting video on... Uh, it's basically just a shot of the bench from the game against Valencia, and Gareth Bale's just there doing the water bottle challenge. Eder Militao kind of joins in, you know, along with Casemiro. The trio of them are just laughing. Vinicius is just way too cold. I feel like he wants to be back in Brazil. He was just bundled up in his jacket. And then Luka Jovic to the right of Karim Benzema is just stone-faced. No expression whatsoever. He's like, this isn't funny. I just want to win. <laughs> He's such a robot, isn't he? <laughs> he is a robot. I'm Mushtag. This is Hassan. We're back on Skype for this podcast. So today, we're just going to talk solely about El Clasico, the biggest game. As we know, this game was supposed to happen in October. It got pushed further and further away for reasons we won't discuss because we don't discuss politics on this podcast, not because it's not important, but because it's just meant to talk about Real Madrid. In any case, those two teams had a game in hand, and that game in hand is, of course, against one another. So this game will really set up the way Real Madrid and Barcelona go about the rest of their campaign, whether it's a draw, a loss, a win for either of these teams is going to be super, super important. The game's at 2 o'clock Eastern time. Awesome, that's 7 o'clock your time? Yep. Yep, yep. So if you're on that side of the world... Sorry? It's not bad, is it? No, it's not. Uh, Screw you. Anyway, it's in the middle (laughs) for all of us who live in North America. If you're on the East Coast, it's at 2. If you're all the way in, like, the West, I think it's, like, 11 o'clock. It's going to suck. It's, like, such a weird time. Anyway, this game is going to be interesting because Zidane's back. He's never lost at the Camp Nou. It's either been a win or a draw. Uh, this is going to be good. Of course, you have that you know, early Pachichi race going on. Kareem Benzema and Leo Messi both tied for goals scored this season. I think they're also tied on assists. So it's like super, so many storylines, so many narratives happening all at once. Hassan, what do you think is going to happen? Oh, it's going to be a, a very, very, very crazy tie. Um, it always is. It's, you can never know what's going to happen in El Clasico. You either go in there get pulverized or it's a really competitive sort of chess match. Um, but uh, I don't know if form goes out the windows in these kinds of games, but given how Real played in recent games, I'd say this is probably the one that we're going to look in a bit more confident than, say, years gone by. Uh, definitely compared to last season. Uh, went into both of those, absolutely dreading it. Um and the season before, to be fair, as well, dreading that one as well, because that was the final Zidane campaign, and that was just that season was just horrendous from start to finish, really, other than the Champions League win. It was a miserable, miserable season, um, topped off by two B teams from Barcelona in both classicals. So I think, given how bright the team's been in recent, in recent weeks, and Barca are kind of struggling, um, let's hope that there's a, a, you know, a, chain, a change in the trend. Uh, and they can, you know, finally start to assert some dominance in that sense. We've seen, of course, over the last few years, the duo of Leo Messi, Luis Suarez, and then when Neymar was there. But now they've added this third guy who comes from another team Real Madrid fans really, really hate. That is Atletico Madrid. 
And, of course, that means Antoine Griezmann. At the beginning of the season, he kind of looked a bit off-color. He's kind of grown into it a bit. We heard some weird comments of him saying things like, I don't really feel like myself here. I don't know where I fit in. Sometimes I don't know whether to pass the ball or to shoot. And if you watched his games and you watched him at the watched him at Atletico as well, you can clearly see that it's been a bit of a difficult transition for him. And granted, no matter how good of a player you are, when you go from one team to another, there's always going to be some kind of transition. And with that comes a bit of a learning curve. That being said, though, he's the third highest goal scorer at Barcelona right now with six goals and the second highest in assists. What did I just say? Yeah, I thought I said assists. Sorry. (laughs) The second highest in assists with four, and sorry, a quick correction from what I said earlier, Messi and Benzema are tied on goals with 12 each, but Messi has the upper hand in assists, he has six, and Benzema has five. In any case, my question to you is, is do you think that Griezmann will be effective in this game, and how much of a role he'll play, or is it going to just be a bit of a clusterfuck on their end with the three of them not being able to communicate it properly? Yeah, they've been a bit. It's been a bit of a strange one in terms of their communications. So there's been some games where it sort of starts to look like they're finally kind of getting to link, and then there's others where they just look so, like they're just all on different level. Obviously, Messi and Suarez have their little bromance thing, which they've got going on, and that's been going on for a few seasons now. Um, but yeah, Griezmann still kind of looks like the odd one out. Yeah, he's coming into form, but he's still not playing in a position that's really comfortable to him. Um, and I think that will be somewhat of their undoing against Real in the sense that Carval's likely to have the best of him in that position. So I don't think he's going to be up against a typical left winger in that sense. Um, obviously, whoever comes up against Messi on the right is going to be that's going to be an intriguing battle. Whether it being Ferdinand Mendy, most likely, uh, it'll be intriguing to see how he how he deals with him. Obviously, we know Mendy's a very physical, very fast player. Um, just it's how he deals with the, obviously, the intricate brilliance of Messi. We all know just how good he is uh, and what he's good at. Um, Suarez is, as ever, the pantomime villain in this situation. So, <laughs> the less said about him, the better. But, uh, Always a villain. Looking forward to, like, how does uh, Fede Valverde deal with this game um, obviously Casemiro is kind of playing a new role almost in this season where he's sitting deeper than usual uh, obviously with, without the Ronaldo factor not for the first time but I think this is where you'll really see the difference because um, last season was just a write off in that sense so it'd be interesting to see how uh, maybe I'm guessing Vinicius may get the, the go ahead again considering he was very good against Barcelona last year um, I mean, does Bale get into the situation? Does Rodrigo get into it? It's going to be very intriguing to have Zidane chooses to form that front line, if I'm honest. It's going to, you know, Vinny was good in that game against Barcelona last season. And it was a game where, I don't know, because the final product didn't come, a lot of fans were really upset with him for it. Uh, you should have passed. You should have shot there. It was just like, yeah, okay, well, this was like 18 years old. So I don't know what you're crying about, like, you're still in college, like, and this kid is making millions of dollars playing on the biggest stage in the world. But anyway, I would say up top, my, I, I don't know what it is, but I feel like Gareth Bale will start, and he kind of just has to start. It's just like, for me, it's a no-brainer. It's like he has 
especially with Eden Hazard unavailable. It's like you need someone who brings experience and has like a blistering pace and knows about this team. Like Gareth Bale knows Barcelona. Of course, we all have fond memories of the things he's done to this team. And, you know, those are once in a career games. I mean, would he ever pull that Mark Bartra stunt again? I don't know. Maybe he will. If he does, I'm probably going to celebrate even harder than I did the first time when that goal happened. But for those few reasons, experience, veteranship, speed, pace, understanding of the game. And then for me, the most important is just like his connection with Kareem Benzema. Like Valencia, the game against Valencia was a clear indication. Like, yes, Rodrigo and Benzema have linked up on a couple of occasions this season. Sure, Vinny and Benzema have done it on a couple of occasions this season and last season as well. But I mean, like, you need to put out there a finished product and not something that has only been seen in practice a couple of times over the past few months or in practice literally in training sessions but you need to have someone beside Benzema who can actually you know like read off of him and quickly understand what it is he needs and what he wants to be able to score goals I mean you have to score goals to win the game that's literally the objective of the game (laughs) so I don't know for me Benzema just I mean uh, sorry Gareth Bale just has to start this game like there's if Eden Hazard was available okay maybe you could argue for you know rodrigo to start this but man it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be interesting yeah and that's that's the strange thing man i don't know whether Zidane's gonna throw a curveball i mean for all we know east could probably try and find his way into it um yeah it's, it's tricky it is really tricky who'd you who'd you go with in the middle um, of the sorry i want to ask in the middle of the park because you know that's where the game's won and lost would you do something that Zidane's done before when Kovacic was here and kind of just like have him pocket one player in that case? It was Messi in that game. I think that was like a Spanish Super Cup or something or Europa Super Cup. I don't know what it was. Would you have... Uh, there were reports you... of this actually happening. Uh, there were reports of Valverde being the man that pockets or yeah. sits on Messi, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, would you I'm do... a keen more... fan of that idea. I do like it because it has somewhat worked previously and personally I think Valverde is just a bit better than Kovacic was in that kind of uh, sort of defensive menace hurry hurry him off the ball kind of role um, yeah so it's, it's a tricky one really but I mean I, I think it's kind of necessary it is needed but then obviously that then opens the door to people like Rakitic who's kind of re-emerged for Barcelona unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. Because obviously, if you do that, you're kind of essentially taking one player out of the game already for yourself and obviously for them. Um, so it, it's, it's, a, it's a risky tactic, but it can pay dividends if it works. I would say it could work simply, most importantly, because of how young he is and how fit he is. Like, we've seen, like, this kid just gallops like a freaking gazelle through the desert like it's insane i don't know where he gets it's like he has bionic legs like he changes them every like other weekend and like plugs them into a an outlet at the end of the night um for that reason i think it could work but like you said it's so risky because then you cancel one another out and say what you will about luis suarez but 
like Kareem Benzema, he knows how to create. He knows how to assist. He has great chemistry with Messi and other players on the team. Now that they have freaking Antoine Griezmann, I mean, again, he's not the best he's ever been in his career, but he's still leading Barcelona in goals and assists in you know, his, his own respect. He's there amongst the leaders, rather. So it's like, it's such a... Yeah, it's tricky in that sense that you're. it's a huge trade-off if you go with a more of a man-marking kind of role as opposed to playing more zone defense, which is like a basketball term. I don't really know if that's applicable to soccer, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, definitely like with it. the biggest question. It's, it's really the front three because through the midfield, outside of Rakitic, I mean, there is Sergi Busquets, but I, I don't think... Getting around him is as difficult as it's been in recent years, or getting through him. I and mean, like, I'm not saying he's horrible, but I don't think that task is as difficult as as it has been in years past that we've seen. Yeah, it's, it, again, it's just it's a question mark, really. And then Kuiper uh, is out, so like that's great. Dembele's out, it's even better. Love it. Yeah, that's one less one less big threat, and he is a big threat. Um. Yeah, they're, they're very depleted. This is probably the most depleted Barca side that we've seen in recent times. And I think, I'm not sure if the stat's exactly right, but uh, Valverde's possession stats are amongst the worst of Barca managers in the modern era in the classical, something along those lines. Um, and considering that Real have been quite possession-heavy in recent games and very good on the ball, that could only benefit them in terms of controlling the ball and keeping it. Um, it's just a case of putting the final passes together and striking the killer blow in that sense, which is which has been missing here and there. It's a case of whether they can do it against Barca. And this isn't the most solid Barca that we've seen in recent years either. Obviously, defensively, they've struggled in recent games. Uh, to stake and again is making, I think he's made five errors leading to a goal this season, which is uncharacteristic for him. Yeah, but he um, has two assists, Hassan. What are you talking about? Yeah, but Courtois has got one assist, so it's only one more. <laughs> yeah, but Ter Sagan's like the GOAT. He has more assists than Eden Hazard. Like, are you dumb, bro? <laughs> do, you not see, do you not see the people on the Twitter timeline hyping up Ter Sagan for having more assists? Come on. No, thankfully, I, thankfully my Twitter timeline isn't polluted by clinical morons. Oh, um, I need to... I need to go through like a, a toxic cleanse of my Twitter timelines. Ridiculous the stuff. I Just see. do what I do. As soon as I see a, I, I have like a, a three strike system. If I see you put out three stupid opinions, I just completely unfollow you, and that's it. I even go as far as to mute <laughs> some people. Um. So yeah, just do that, man. It, it saves you a lot. Of, it'll save you a lot of stress. Um. But yeah, it's it's not been the most solid Barca team that we've seen in recent years, and obviously they're under under pressure, and it's a case of what they want to win this season because obviously the Champions League which has been eluding them for so long has been their target um, but they've been prone to slipping up in the league this season as well even at home whilst they've looked absolutely impenetrable at times um, they have also conceded goals at home um, so yeah whilst they may win this they may, they may score sometimes score five teams are still managing to come in and score two and three so it's, if if teams are able to do that I don't see why Real can't Definitely not to couple, at least. Yeah, because they've beat up on some 
on some teams pretty well. But then, you know, if you're beating up on teams, but then you're conceding, it kind of shows that you have gaps. Like, it's great that you can score a lot. But in, in my opinion, if you're going to win with, you know, four goals or more, you should also keep a clean sheet. Because then if you're not going to do that, it's like you're kind of doing it for nothing in a sense. Like, what's the point of scoring four goals if you're going to concede two? Like, you might as well just win by two goals and have a, a strong effort on both ends of the pitch. I mean, it's cool to beat up on teams and like, yeah, okay, it's great for fans to see, blah, blah, blah. Goal scoring records, Pichichi record, or like races, yeah, whatever. But uh. anyway. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. I digress. Uh, does Zinedine Zidane go for a typical or like his standard 4 3 3 or what you kind of mentioned earlier? Does he go for something crazy and like put Isco back into the down? I swear to God, if he puts Isco and that kid doesn't have an 8 out of 10, I'm flying to Spain. I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> He's going to catch can't. some hands. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I obviously can't. I also don't want to get myself arrested for making threats at a football player over a podcast. But God, <laughs> he starts. I really hope he has a positive game. Otherwise, like, what's the point of playing, man? What are you doing? What is yeah, going it's definitely on? one of those. Like, he's been so to throw those curveballs. Oh. Been so useless. No to throw them. So who knows what he's going to do? I think he should probably stick with the four-three-three uh, and utilize the pace that we do have in attack in the form of Venetian, uh, Bale, and obviously Rodrigo as well. Uh, and just avoid uh, I'd avoid putting Isco in there to be honest I'd, I'd avoid playing two up top uh, unless you're like falling up and it's the 75th minute just bring on Lukijovic for the sake of it give him some experience in that kind of environment and he may even notch a goal you never know um, but what do you think is the key like key thing for Madrid to keep in mind in this game and I don't mean like key player to stop but really like the one thing that Madrid needs to focus on themselves because it's one thing to, like, focus on what the other team is doing and, like, mitigate that. But then it's also another to, like, to play your own game. And I think that's one thing that Real Madrid has done a lot of in recent years. I mean, just look at the way we started this podcast. And one of the first <laughs> questions... No, it's true, though. Because this team is so good, one of the first questions I asked you was, do we pocket Messi or do we play more of like a zone coverage with Casemiro and Fetty like playing side by side in the middle of the park. So like already the mindset is like how can we cancel out what Barcelona is able to do as opposed to like how can we be better? You know what I mean? It's I don't want to say it's an inferiority complex, but you're just so worried about what they can do because they have Messi. It's like they can do anything at any point and the game just turns on its head. And I think Almost every classical you've watched, you know, in recent years, bar the ones where they've been like an absolute slapping of Real Madrid, it's like you're at the edge of your seat and you're thinking, wow, like this could be a positive result. And then out of nowhere, Barcelona yeah, just... Yeah, Messi off. just turns up out of nowhere and does what he does. Yeah, it, like I'm personally so fixated on how do we cancel out what they can do as opposed to how can Real Madrid be better. It's hard to say really because you can never, you can, it's just these kind of games you can never truly predict them. Um, because you, again, as I said, whilst you might come into this game with sort of good form, bad form, it kind of essentially goes out the window because of the magnitude of this game naturally just lifts your, um, naturally lifts your psyche. 
Um, but the main thing is keeping their heads, man. That's the most important thing for me, I think, because it's easy to go into this game and go go up and then just sort of switch off. Complacency can be a problem. Um, ultimately, also as well, as I said, keeping their heads. Ramos has been can be a bit of a risky one in these kind of games. Um, so if, if that's that's the importance of his mentality in this situation. And I mean, they. I know that they can. I think they know as well that they can. Um, they can. They can beat them out. But it's a case of going out there and doing that, and that's the problem. I'm actually scared for this game. One of my friends from school, who I also intern with at the same sports company, he asked me if he's a Barcelona fan, fan, and he's actually like from Barcelona. Like he's not just. Like some random ass dude who just picked this team. Like <laughs> I, I went I've been to his place in like his house in Barcelona. I kid you not, like I we walked to the stadium and it's like a seven minute walk from his house. So he asked me, Do you wanna watch the game together on Wednesday? And I was like, Get the fuck out of my face. Like, no way. I wanna watch the game with you. Because <laughs> it's just like any like you said, anything can happen in these games. And if we lose, oh my Real Madrid loser, I'll punch the kid in the face. I'll just like get away from me. Like I don't like being around people during these games. Like I want to watch this game alone. I hate watching it with other people because everyone just looks at me the whole time, and they're like, "Is he okay? I wonder what he's thinking right now." Like stop. Like leave me alone. Yeah, right. It it, it's 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 definitely it's not a fun experience sometimes, Um, but. It's gonna it's gonna come down to I think it's just gonna be a mentality thing. If, if Real can keep their heads and not get lost in in the sort of moment of it uh, and keep themselves composed, I don't see why they can't win it. Plus, it's been a, it's been a bit of a flip of the tie as well. Typically, we go into this game saying, "Oh, we need to make sure that we're defensively shored up and um, you know make sure the attack's functioning." Whereas this time around, it's them who need to shore up their back line because they've been conceding more goals than Rail and they need to keep their attack flowing because they've scored in and around 10 goals more than Rail have. Uh, uh, here's the actual statistic here about it. So yeah, Barca have 43 goals compared to Rail's 33. However, at the back, they've conceded eight more goals with 20. Um, so that's, that's, that's where it's going to be won and lost. It's can Rail avoid making the stupid mistakes that do happen um, and keep focused completely throughout the entire 90? That, that's what's key for me. I don't know why, but I think as a substitute, of course, not as a starter, I think Hans Rodriguez would be so cool in this game. I feel like people think I just pull shit out of my ass and I have like really weird takes and I just say things for the sake of it. But I, I don't know. It's just... You know when you have a player who's like just come back from injury, has got like a bit of fire in him, that vengeance. Like he's he's definitely you know back. said it. Sorry, is he definitely back? Like is he? I mean, he's training. Uh, yeah, I guess that's a good point. I haven't seen much about him in the last few days. It's got to be quiet on his end. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good secret weapon. Don't know what he's doing. Just comes out of the woodwork. Shows up, has a sick game. I'm cool with it. I'd be happy. Yeah, I think anybody would. As long as they get the win, that's all that matters. Well, no matter yeah. how or where it comes from. Yeah, thanks for in, that. In these games, I just take the W. That's all I want. 
I'm a simple man. Okay, since you just want a W, you have nothing else to say. Can I just get your starting 11 so we can go to sleep? <laughs> go Sorry. To sleep. So I can oh, go to sorry. work. I don't know why. It's freaking 2.30 and I want to go to sleep. This is such a sad day. Oh, God. This is going to be a long day. Uh, so, yeah, let's start the back. So, quarter and goal, obviously. Back line of Mendy, Ramos, uh, Varane, Carvajal. Midfield of Casemiro, Valverde, and Cruz. And then I'm going to go left wing, Vinicius Jr., Benzema, top, and I think Bale will probably start on the right. Wow, you literally just stole my thing, man. You, even, <laughs> you would not have said, you're such an asshole. You would not have said Gareth Bale if I didn't mention that Gareth Bale would start. That's total line. Is, is, that, is that true or not? Be honest. That's Absolute categorical bullshit. No, no, no. Be for real. Would you have said <laughs> if I didn't make my point? Don't bullshit me right now. Be serious. <laughs> I'm 50-50 on it. 50. This guy is such a flipping... Wow. Just do your thing, you loser. It's exactly the bloody same. There's no point in doing anything. You're so boring. See? I... You know what? <laughs> Triggered. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't even pick something different because if I were to pick something different, it's gonna sound so silly. Like it's gonna sound really stupid. What did you do with the socks in here, by the way? Oh yeah. So I spent like half an hour on the phone with Hunter. Poor guy. You know where the representative was from? England. He sounds so depressed. <laughs> so I asked him. I was like, "So did you vote yesterday?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I was like. I'm sorry, man. He's like, this boy, I, have a... I was like, shit. All right. I was like, you could always come to Canada. He's like, all right, so I'm going to have to put you on a quick hold here if you don't mind. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, yo, man sounded depressed. It's a Oh, jeez. Okay, the only thing I can do differently is if I said, yeah, sure, let's play a diamond and more of like a 4 4 2. Instead of having Vinicius play, you put Isco in, and then you just have a top two of Gareth Bale and Karim Benzema. There, I've done something different. Are you happy? Yeah, you're being a maverick. Oh, man. You're you know, a mogul pools level now. Yeah, whatever. I'm actually thinking, I don't know if I should do this, though. You know how they have, like, the, the managers, like, previous managers are, like, really good players who do, like, an analysis of a specific game where, like, tactically they did really well. Mm. I want to get, like, the little magnets and, like, a board and actually make a video of it. Why are you laughing? I'm sure you could probably buy one of those on the internet, to be fair. That's what I said. I'm just trying to think, where would you find one? Amazon? The dollar store. You could just get a normal whiteboard, to be fair. Yeah, but, like, I'm going to go to the dollar store either way. Let me know if you find one. Yeah, I'll ship it to you as well, so you can have one. How about that? As long as it's not too expensive, that's fine. It was a joke. I'm not going to send something across you the joke. Why would I... Never mind. You know, this podcast is over. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening. If you don't mind, please drop a rating, whether you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts or Google or on Spreaker, where this is, like, natively posted, and share it on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Uh, we want to hear... If you have any questions, and after the game, if you do have questions or you want to hear our thoughts on something, we're going to make sure to do a podcast on the Thursday, and we're going to release it 
of course, for the Thursday as well. So, then, uh, yeah, we can discuss that. So, my Twitter is at MDZombin7. Don't follow Hassan because he's probably going to steal your tweets just like how he stole my starting 11. So, yep, yep follow him at the house Karim or don't. It's your prerogative. You should probably follow me instead. More original tweets and content. <laughs> starting 11s. <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks so much for listening. Peace out. Enjoy the game. Don't stress out too much. Um, yeah, don't have a heart attack like me. And just, as Hassan says, get the W. Like yeah, MVP. that's what it's about, man. That's what it's about. Sure. See you guys later. Enjoy the game. <laughs> Peace out.